ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam informed us in a hadith regarding five important affairs in regards to our religion and it is the famous hadith where the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said ad-dinun nasiha ad-dinun nasiha ad-dinun nasiha that this religion it is purity and sincerity purity and sincerity purity and sincerity the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam repeated it three times in one version of the narration and so when he said this to the companions they asked him that this nasiha who is it for liman ya rasulullah who is this nasiha for how do we implement this purity and sincerity so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam informed them firstly that this nasiha it is between a servant and his lord lillahi to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how does a servant show this nasiha between himself and his lord then it is of course through the implementation and practice of tawhid 
of devoting oneself purely with all forms of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in regards to his rububiyyah and uluhiyyah and al-asma' wa sifat that you single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of his actions that are specific to him so he alone is the creator and he alone is the provider and he alone is the one who gives life and death and he alone is the one who sends the rain and brings out the provisions you single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his actions and you do not associate any others with him in that there is no other who participates or aids or supports or shares with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his actions and also in the uluhiyah that you single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your worship worship from your heart worship upon your tongue worship upon your limbs all forms of worship you single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with them and likewise with the names and attributes of Allah you believe that indeed Allah has the most perfect and beautiful names and attributes at the pinnacle of perfection and beauty Allah told us indeed he has the most perfect and beautiful of names so call upon him with them and all of these categories of Tawheed they can be found in Surah Al-Fatiha when you say Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen that all praise is to Allah the Lord of all of that which exists that is an affirmation of the Rububiyyah and then you say Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim that is an affirmation of Al-Asma' wa Sifat the names and attributes of Allah because they are two of the names of Allah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'abudu wa Iyaka Nasta'een You alone we worship and you alone we seek aid and assistance from This is the basis of your nasihah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be upon Tawheed in your worship and to abandon all others and all partners and all false deities besides Allah as the mushrikun used to do they used to worship others besides Allah and associate partners alongside Allah and then they would say هَؤُلَاءِ شُفَعَاؤُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ These are our intercessors with Allah, our intermediaries with Allah. And they would say, 
ما نعبدهم الا ليقربونا الى الله زلفا that we do not worship them except that they will bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but this was the shirk that they were upon calling upon the dead calling upon the graves and the tombs and the shrines rather the nasiha to Allah is that you are upon purity and sincerity with your worship to him alone and that is exactly what Allah sent all of the prophets and messengers with وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا أَنِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَاشْتَنِبُوا الطَّاهُوتِ That indeed we sent to every nation a messenger preaching to them worship Allah alone and abandon the false deities and all of the prophets they used to say to their people يَا قَوْمِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهِ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ غَيْرُهُ O people, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do not have any deity to worship besides Him. This is the nasiha to Allah. Then the messenger told them after that, along with the nasiha to Allah, is the nasiha to His book. To the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Qur'an, Nasiha to the Qur'an, to the speech of Allah. And how is this Nasiha between a servant and the book of Allah? It can be counted in a few affairs in summary. Firstly, that you have the correct aqeedah regarding the Qur'an. That the Qur'an is kalamullah. It is the speech of Allah. Munazzal. That it was revealed from him. Ghayru makhluq. It is not created. Minhu bada'a wa ilayhi ya'ud. From Allah it came and to him it will return. Have the correct aqeedah regarding the Quran. It is an attribute of Allah, the speech of Allah. It is not created. Allah spoke the Qur'an with a sound and audible words that were heard by Jibreel السلام, just as Allah spoke to the prophets and messengers in an audible manner that was heard by them. The Qur'an is the speech of Allah. Allah spoke it and Jibreel heard it. And he came and conveyed it to the Prophet Muhammad Secondly, that you recite it. Recite the book of Allah. Do not abandon it and place it upon the shelves for it to collect dust. Rather pick up that mushaf and recite the Quran, the speech of Allah. For reciting it has a great reward in it. Every letter is for 10 rewards every letter that you recite and the messenger said i do not mean la aqul alif lam mim harf bal alif harf wa lam harf wa mim harf that i do not mean when you say alif lam mim that is 10 rewards rather the alif is 10 rewards and the lam is 10 rewards and the mim is 10 rewards 
So reciting the Quran is from your nasiha to the book of Allah. Also, memorizing it. Thirdly, memorizing it. Memorizing the book of Allah. Memorizing the Quran. And this is something important for the believers to strive with and to educate their children upon the Salaf, the companions and those who came after them. They would strive to send their children to the gatherings of the Quran, the Katatib as they would call them. They would strive to send their children to memorize the Quran from a young age. And in those olden days, some of the scholars would even say to people, if you want to attend my lesson, go and memorize the Quran first and finish it. Then come and attend my lesson. Such was the importance they gave to the memorization of the Quran. And it is mentioned in narrations how the Quran will intercede for the believers on Yawmul Qiyamah, for those who memorized it. And fourthly, to understand it, to understand what you are reading. As Allah told us, Do they not ponder and contemplate and think about the Quran, the meanings in the Quran, and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is informing us of? So it is upon the believer to read, to memorize, and to also understand what he is learning and memorizing. And fifthly, to act upon it. To act upon what the Quran informs us of. To act upon the commandments and to abstain from the prohibitions. All of those five points are from the nasiha to the book of Allah. When the messenger said, In regards to the Quran, it is those five points. Then the messenger also told them, The nasiha is also to the messenger of Allah, that the believer must have purity and sincerity in regards to the messenger of Allah. And that is of course through obedience to the messenger. Ta'atuhu fi ma amara to obey the messenger in what he commanded us with and to abstain from that which he prohibited us from and to believe in all of that which he informed us of with regards to the affairs of the unseen that Allah revealed to him the affairs of the barzakh, the affairs of the day of judgment, all of what he informed us of, we believe in it. And Allah yu'bad Allahu illa bima shara'ah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only to be worshipped in the way that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam instructed us to do so. And that is mentioned in many ahadith. مَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ فَأْتُوا مِنْهُ مَسْتَضَعَتُمْ وَمَا نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ That which I have commanded you with, then do as much as you are able, the messenger said. And that which I have prohibited you from, then abstain from it. And Allah told us, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ What the messenger comes to you with, then take that, 
implement it. And Allah told us in the Quran, وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَىٰ The Messenger does not speak from desires, rather that is revelation that is inspired upon him. So implementing the Sunnah, the Sunnah the Messenger has left behind, that is from your Nasiha to the Messenger of Allah. Your Nasiha in your testification that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah. Your nasiha in obedience to the messenger of Allah and in staying away from that which he prohibited. And there are many narrations further in the sunnah that highlight that. Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al-khulafai al-rashidin al-mahdiyin min ba'di. Upon you is to cling to my sunnah and the sunnah of the rightly guided caliphs who come after me. That is all from your nasiha to the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een Faya ibadallah In this narration the messenger said Ad-deenun nasiha This religion it is An-nasiha Purity and sincerity And he informed them That it is to Allah And to his book And to his messenger and then he mentioned two more points at the end. Two further points as to where this nasiha is to be implemented. The fourth point was then, That this nasiha is implemented with regards to the rulers. Those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appoints over you then they are to be obeyed as sam'u wa ta'ah hear and obey as long as they do not command you to do something which is in opposition to the religion because if it is in opposition to the religion then la ta'ata li makhluqin fi ma'asiyatillah there is no obedience to anyone in creation in disobedience to Allah. But as long as it is not disobedience, and the ruler commands you with an affair, then you hear and you obey, and we do not tread upon the methodology of the takfiris, the ikhwanis, the khawarij, those who rebel and revolt against their rulers, those who cause chaos and fighting and looting and killing in their streets, in the name of removing the tyrant as they claim, removing the unjust ruler as they claim. Rather it is our methodology to be patient and to hear and obey the rulers and to make dua for them. Make dua that Allah rectifies the ruler, rectifies the Muslim rulers of the Muslim lands, so that if they are rectified, then all of the people in that land, it will be good for them. One of the Salaf mentioned, if I had one dua 
that would definitely be answered. I would make it for the ruler, not for myself or my family, for the ruler, he said, because he knew if Allah answers that dua and rectifies the ruler, then everybody in that country under his rulership will also be good for them. And then the final part that the messenger mentioned was لِعَامَّةِ muslimin That you have the nasiha amongst yourselves for the believers one to another. That you behave with each other upon the characteristics of nobility. That you behave with each other upon the characteristics of the Prophet That you do not betray one another and you do not behave in a manner that is evil to one another or causes corruption between one another you do not carry the tails the namima you do not backbite one another you do not have envy and hatred for one another you do not spy on one another these are all characteristics the messenger warned us against because they are the types of characteristics that cause corruption within unity and brotherhood, cause corruption between the Muslim society. And so the messenger informed the companions that one aspect of is to the common folk, to all the believers between yourselves. So bear in mind these five very important points. Very simple hadith, but with great meanings in it. And that is because the messenger was given jawami'ul kalim. He would speak with a few words, but the meanings were tremendous and great. And so in these few words, he told us of five extremely important affairs where sincerity and purity is required of the believers in terms of your worship to Allah, in terms of your relationship with the Qur'an, in terms of yourself and the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam in terms of the rulers and in terms of the muslims as a whole so be upon that advice of the messenger and implement it in order to bring about goodness within society to bring about goodness within the muslims to bring about the elevation of tawheed and implementation of the sunnah and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make that easy upon us all. The practice and implementation of the sunnah and the nasiha for us to be upon it in all five of those affairs the messenger ordered us with.